1: What would happen if you started loving your neighbors the way Jesus loved his neighbors? Everybody was welcome in his presence. Everybody was comfortable in his presence. He was criticized repeatedly because he ate with the outcasts of his society the prostitutes and the thieves, you know, the people that nobody else wanted anything to do with. That's where you could find Jesus eating with them. He didn't spend all his time with them, but he didn't shun them, he didn't shy away from them. And they felt not condemned, but welcomed. With the ever-increasing tensions of politics,
0: identity, and minority groups, it can be hard to imagine what it would be like if everyone truly loved their neighbor as themselves. As you probably are well aware, the best place to start first is with yourself. In today's message, Pastor Robert reminds you of your role as a believer in a non-believing world to love others as Christ loved us. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 8 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio.
1: What he's telling us here is that doesn't mean that none of us can go to the beach. It doesn't mean that none of us can go to the mall. It doesn't mean you're more spiritual because you don't. Or that we're more spiritual because we do. He says, guys, this is irrelevant. It doesn't make you more spiritual. It doesn't make you less spiritual. That's not the issue. The issue is, can you do it in faith? Did you know that the Bible says anything that's not of faith is sin? That's pretty broad. See, we think that the only thing that's sinful is, you know, rape and murder and stealing and just getting drunk and sleeping around and stuff like that. That's, we know that's wicked, you know. He says if it's not of faith, it misses the mark. If you can't do it as unto the Lord, then you shouldn't do it. If you couldn't sit down and enjoy a glass of wine and a good cigar with Jesus... You shouldn't enjoy a glass of wine and a good cigar. Do you see that? If you can't do it in faith, it's, then you can't do it. It's sin for you, for you. And even if you can do it in faith, it doesn't mean you should do it publicly. Look at the passage again. I want you to see that this is not just Pastor Robert's opinion about what's right and what's wrong and what's gray and how to deal with it. I'll read it to you again. He says, verse 4, concerning the the eating of things offered to idols. And I'm going to broaden it, you know, because again, applying it to our current world and and culture concerning the gray areas, concerning having a glass of wine with a meal or enjoying a cigar, going to the beach or, you know, seeing certain movies, He, he says, you know, we know that an, an idol. This 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 piece of wood is just a piece of wood. You know, the film is just film. Going to the beach, you just it's just sand and water. It's just other human beings out there. But he 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 says, you know, there's one God, the Father, of whom are all things. He's a creator of all this stuff. The the things in and of themselves are not bad. He made grapes. He acknowledges that wine is a blessing from Him at one place in the Scripture. This is, this, is, this is not the, the issue, but, but He says we are made for Him, not for ourselves, for Him. There's one Lord Jesus Christ, through whom are all things, through, through whom we live. But He says everybody doesn't understand this. And there are some because they're, they're focused on this issue. They, they, maybe culturally they were raised that alcohol is evil. Maybe culturally they, they were raised that men and women just shouldn't be swimming together. There's still people that are taught that growing up, you know, that it's just, you know, to be out there half naked like that, man, that's just wicked. You shouldn't be doing that. And he says you need to respect that because their conscience will be defiled if they compromise it. If they violate their, their, their own conscience in this area, it hinders their relationship with Jesus Christ. Or as one teacher worded it, if you think it will come between you and God, it will. Not because he moves. Not because he moves. But because it, it messes with your own peace and your, and your own, you know, you, you'll be timid in his presence. He wants you to be free to come to him with anything, always. And it'll hinder your relationship. He says food doesn't commend us to God. Our practices, read Galatians, he tells us it's it's not what you do that commends you to God. Jesus died on a cross and presents to you the free gift of a relationship with the Father. It's He paid for it. You don't pay for it. What you do doesn't impress Him. What you know doesn't impress Him. It's not about that. What you eat or don't eat, what you drink or don't drink, what you do or don't do, it doesn't commend you to God. You're not more spiritual, less spiritual. But, verse 9, beware lest somehow your liberty become a stumbling block to those who are weak. For if anyone sees you who have knowledge eating in an idol's temple, will not the conscience of him who is weak be emboldened to eat those things offered to idols? See, that's the issue. That's why I don't have a glass of wine on Lincoln Road. That's why that's not, you know, we're, we're very cautious and circumspect. I acknowledge to you that we're okay with it, but you may not be. You're not me. I'm not you. Don't do anything that interferes, you know, with the the freedom in Christ that you have, the, the peace in your relationship. Even if you see somebody else doing it, that doesn't mean that you're free to do it. If your conscience would be violated by doing it, then it would be sin for you. It would be sin for you, even though it's not sin for them. Does that kind of make sense? Does everybody understand? You with me? This is a confusing passage. That's why he deals with it repeatedly. You know, I've told you before, when God repeats himself in Scripture, it's not because he forgot. It's because we are we need to hear it a few times to understand it. And this is one of those areas. He deals with it three times. It's going to come up again in chapter 10, when we get to to 1 Corinthians chapter 10, where he, he deals with it one more time. There are things that you can do in private that you shouldn't do in public because somebody might be hindered. Their relationship with the Lord might be negatively affected. It's not that you're being hypocritical. It's that you're being loving and discreet. It's the right thing to do. There are things that others can do. They have freedom in the Lord, and you shouldn't. You shouldn't. But again, the bottom line issue is that we live out our faith in Jesus Christ. We follow Jesus in this pagan culture, obeying the one command that he gave us, that to, to love one another as he loved us. You know, what would happen if you started loving your neighbors the way Jesus loved his neighbors? Everybody was welcome in his presence. Everybody was comfortable in his presence. He was criticized repeatedly because he ate with the outcasts of his society, the prostitutes and the thieves, you know, the people that nobody else wanted anything to do with. That's where you could find Jesus eating with them. Now, he didn't spend all his time with them, but he didn't shun them. He didn't shy away from them. And they felt not condemned but welcomed. You know, there, there are far too many Christians in our culture today, who are living lives of judgmentalism rather than love. Your neighbors who disagree with you would not feel at all comfortable eating with you. Your neighbors who don't know Jesus would feel like you thought they're dirty if they came to hang out at your house. They never felt that way with Jesus, even though he was perfectly pure and holy. Why? Because he was loving, sacrificially, selflessly loving. He, he, don't get me wrong. He told truth. He spoke truth. As, as you've heard me say before, if you've been here any length of time, it's not loving if it's not truth. If you're telling people they're okay when in fact they're in danger, that's not love. But n- neither is it truth if it's not loving. You may be telling somebody something that's true, but if you're doing it in an unloving way, that's not representing the heart of God, and therefore it's not His truth you're communicating. Your neighbors, you know, who reject the Scriptures should still be comfortable eating a meal at your house. Your coworkers, who think you've lost it because of your devotion to Jesus Christ should still feel comfortable, you know, in conversation with you. Shouldn't feel condemned, rejected. Do you understand? They should know that you love them. That's the point. Even though they they know what you stand for and they know who you are, they should should know that you love them, that you love them truly, sincerely, genuinely. And what, what impact would that have on our pagan society? It had a huge impact in Corinth, no question about it. May it have a huge impact in the United States of America as well.
0: Outside influences can so easily creep into the church and into the heart of a follower of Jesus. You may have already given your life to Jesus, but the enemy isn't going to give up on you. He'll entice you with temporary pleasures of things around you, things that don't really line up with Jesus and living for the kingdom of heaven. They may seem fun for now, but they'll never give you the life you're searching for. Don't let Satan's enticements distract you. Come back to Jesus regularly and live for the plans he has for you. Thanks for joining Pastor Robert today in this study of the New Testament book of 1 Corinthians on Main Thing Radio. If you'd like to learn more about this ministry, please visit our website, mainthingradio.com. Listen to additional teachings by clicking on podcast or download our mobile app to take Main Thing Radio with you on the go. You can even find us on social media. Come follow our Facebook and Twitter accounts to keep up to date with everything that's happening at Main Thing Radio and Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. You'll find links to our social media sites at mainthingradio.com. With that, our time with you has come to an end. We pray you continue to seek Jesus each and every day. And we invite you to join us next time as Pastor Robert continues to teach through the book of 1 Corinthians right here on Main Thing Radio.